This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The Biden FDA is planning to ban menthol cigarettes. The public rationale is that it will save lives, but there's not a lot of evidence that it will. Guy Bentley with the Reason Foundation has written about the FDA's plans extensively. He argues the costs to civil society will ultimately be higher than the likely benefits. Let's get a little bit of background on this uh, menthol ban. This was something that was initiated more than a decade ago. Is that right? Yes. During the Tobacco Control Act, um, which was put forward by the Obama administration, um, there was a push to ban menthol cigarettes. But uh, in the negotiations um, for that legislation, all flavored cigarettes, with the exception of menthol cigarettes, were banned after strong objection by the Congressional Black Caucus and the tobacco companies. So that never went into effect. It was, however, uh, during the tenure of Scott Gottlieb during the Trump administration, um, put forward as a possible measure back on the table, but was never initiated as a formal rulemaking process, as is now being done under the Biden administration. Okay, so we have this weird situation now where the Congressional Black Caucus was able to successfully lobby to prevent the inclusion of menthols among flavored cigarettes. And we should mention that tobacco is a flavor of cigarette. But um, And now here we are, 2021, where menthols, uh, at least from the outside looking in, looks like we're singling out the product uh, among smokers that is vastly preferred by black Americans who smoke. That's exactly right. Um, there was uh, litigation launched by several public health groups to pressure the FDA to ban menthol cigarettes. And that came to a head this year with the FDA having to uh, announce whether they were going to pursue a prohibition of menthol cigarettes or whether they were going to leave this product alone. And as you say, menthol cigarettes are vastly preferred by African-American smokers, around 85%. But however, that's often confused um, with a myth that African-Americans smoke more than the general population. But that's not true. If we look at the adult smoking rate, black adults in the United States uh, smoke at around a rate of 15.5%, whereas the white smoking rate is 14.9%. And black youth actually smoke... Um, at a significantly lower rate than their white peers, at about 2.8% versus 5.3% for whites. So it, do, it does appear the administration is targeting this particular um, cigarette, but it's no more or less dangerous than the other kind of cigarette, which will be allowed to re- remain on the market. Okay, so what is the rationale that the Biden administration and the FDA are offering? They're offering a twofold rationale for it. One, that menthol cigarettes are more appealing to young people, that the fact that menthol, in their words, masks the harsh taste of tobacco, makes it an easier starter product for youth, and therefore more youth are smoking than smoke non-menthol cigarettes. Uh, And also that the disproportionate harms of menthol are particularly borne by African-American smokers, who, even though they might not smoke at the same rate uh, as white smokers, um, bear a disproportionate amount of tobacco-related disease. What are the purported health benefits here of this particular ban? 
Well, the purported health benefits are that because it's allegedly easier for youth to start smoking this product and more attractive and also harder to quit, that it would significantly reduce uh, the number of youth starting smoking and induce many menthol smokers to quit smoking. But that rationale is just factually inaccurate. The majority of youth in the United States who smoke, which thankfully is a very small proportion now, actually don't smoke menthol. Um, around 46.5% of youth who smoke, smoke menthol. So for a product that's allegedly wildly popular amongst youth, that's just not borne out in the data. We also see that claims that menthol is harder to quit than other cigarettes also don't bear, bear up to any analysis, with menthol smokers making many attempts to quit, quitting at similar rates than non-menthol smokers. And also what we see is that menthol smokers actually tend to start smoking later than other smokers, and they smoke fewer cigarettes per day. So perversely, what we've seen in several studies looking at the incidence of lung cancer amongst menthol smokers, menthol smokers are significantly less likely to get cancer than non-menthol smokers for the obvious reason that they're smoking fewer cigarettes per day and starting later. So that leads me to the perverse consequence that we're likely to see, which is you ban menthol cigarettes and for whatever reason, uh, people who smoke menthol smoke fewer cigarettes per day. Is it reasonable to expect that when those people who are addicted to uh, nicotine switch away from menthols, that they're going to smoke more? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I think the most likely outcome of this is the public health gains of this prohibition have been massively exaggerated because the assumption is that banning menthol cigarettes, you'll see a huge number of menthol smokers just give up smoking. And that's not what we see in jurisdictions where menthol has been banned, such as the European Union uh, and many Canadian provinces. Uh, And also by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine own research into this issue where they found exactly what has materialized in the EU and Canada, which is the vast majority of menthol smokers just switch to non-menthol cigarettes, but with a significant proportion still trying to get their menthol cigarettes through the illicit market. And the National Academies of Report put this explicitly when they said that the heaviest smokers were the most likely to try and gain their cigarettes from the illicit market. But I think there is no doubt that it will have some effect on consumption. The prohibition of alcohol had an effect on consumption, but the harms from alcohol consumption in terms of crime and disorder um, massively increased. So I think there's no doubt it'll have some effect on consumption, but it's been massively exaggerated, and it does seem like an iniquitous and discriminatory prohibition. Now, New York, the home of... Eric Garner, who was uh, killed by police after he had been stopped repeatedly for uh, selling loose cigarettes. New York is sort of a poster child for problems associated with restricting tobacco consumption, availability, and high taxes. There's a massive black market uh, in New York and maybe a couple other states. But when you have a product that is actually banned uh my suspicion is that there will be some percentage of current consumers of menthol cigarettes who will try to either make their own menthol cigarettes or buy menthol cigarettes that have been made outside of traditional normal manufacturing 
Yeah, I think that's completely right. When you have a product that's used by more than 10 million people in the United States, that's um, a very addictive product, uh, there's obvious profit opportunities for criminal organizations to supply that demand of that form of product. And there's also innovations in how you can adulterate your regular cigarette to give you the menthol flavor that you desire. So I think the criminal justice point is very well taken. And that's indeed why the American Civil Liberties Union, um, along, with the drug, along with the Drug Policy Alliance and many other civil rights and uh, anti-drug war organizations, have joined the call for the Biden administration to reject this policy as, uh, as iniquitous and resulting in more interaction between um, my, uh, cops and particularly minorities. And that there are also great alternatives to a prohibitionist policy, such as promoting safer alternatives to menthol cigarettes like menthol e-cigarettes, that there is a way to reduce tobacco consumption, which has been falling significantly, both amongst youth and adults, without the harms that are associated with prohibition. Just out of curiosity, where is the Congressional Black Caucus on this ban today? The Congressional Black Caucus is fairly split on this issue. It is not uniformly opposed to it like it was in the late to, late 2000s. There is a, a significant number of people in the Congressional Black Caucus who see that tobacco companies as exploiting people of color, color by promoting menthol cigarettes, particularly to that group, while Others, I think, quite legitimately argue that if you are going to ban this type of cigarette, then go the whole hog and be consistent and ban all types of cigarettes, especially as the most harm from smoking comes from non-menthol cigarettes in the first place. But the caucus is not as unified as it previously was on this issue, but there are many voices who have voiced their opposition to both the Biden administration's efforts and to the public health campaign to single out this particular product. Guy Bentley is Director of Consumer Freedom at the Reason Foundation. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.